If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out. Anchor Media, where this you go the from there is completely up to you. First of all, thanks for listening. Anchor Media, Second of all, place you're not being forced to. Beginners. During our podcast, we will... Hey, everybody. This is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics, yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. We make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 7, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Wow, it is Season 7, Episode 9. We missed a week. We doubled down, I think, on like 7-7. I think we thought it was season seven. We did it twice. It's so happy, nice we did it twice. It was happy hour. H- happy hour happy for, hour for uh, episodes podcast. of uh, Lighter Side of Dark. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm the I'm Smith at the main controls. Solio over Solio, here. Solio, uh, co-pilot here with my coffee yes. in hand. To, to my left uh, on the radio, that would be to your right. But either way, um, we got a fun uh, a fun show planned today. We will be getting uh, a live call. Oh, I like, like the live calls. I know for sure. Jesse. We'll be calling in today because he is... He's going to yell at us. He's pissed. And yeah. you know why? I understand. You know why? Why? You remember? Because it's because the Food Fighters. Yeah, because we kicked the Food Fighters out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He listened and he called me and he was pissed off. He, 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 like, he sounded like Kyle from South Park. Gee, Dad, you know, well, Food Fighters are cool. And I'm like, don't care, don't care, don't care. You know, respect my authority. Well, and he was really so, but he says he's calling with um, evidence and information that will most assuredly change oh, our mind. All right. Well, hey, isn't that the whole point of this? Is the debate of whether or not they should or shouldn't? I think I, I was trying to make more of a case for Dave Grohl, if I remember. But oh, and I, we you know. we talked about how we we think Dave Grohl's very talented. But and then he's like, "Well, you did this like a month after one of the guys died in the band." I'm like, "We also talked about Olivia Newton-John three weeks before she died. We're not killing people." I think we, yeah, we jinxed her. Yeah, we're, 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 not, we're not killing people. So uh, and uh, we have a uh, a new sponsor that will be uh, they're starting on the show this week. Uh, Jersey Girls Subs, located in Spring Hill, Florida. I'll get you the exact address. Well, I do like subs, so we're off to a good start. I'd like to support local They're located at 1371 Cass Circle, Spring Hill, Florida, 34606. Jersey Girl Subs. Uh, I know the owners of this place and uh, have had at least six or seven different kind of subs that they make there. They're Italian. Fantastic. Uh, Roast beef. Absolutely terrific. 
and and I've had so many different ones. They bring like these sample trays over, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I normally don't like that much pastrami, but man, it's good. And I always tell people, don't take the subway there. No. Don't drive by the firehouse to get there. No. But go Jersey Girl Subs. It's it's a it's a little small kind of hole in the wall place, family owned and operated. And I got to tell you, you can call them at area code three five two six zero six three two one five. And if you say you heard about it through the LSD podcast, you will get a special deal. It is so special. They didn't even tell me what it's going to be. But I'm going to try to get one of the owners, uh, Wendy or Renee, to call in next week live on the show and uh, offer a great deal. So Jersey Girl Subs, a new sponsor uh, for the Lighter Side Act podcast. Welcome. Yes. Well, let's start off this week in the news. Uh, Let's have Dave Anthony uh, lead us in. How could this be news? Here are your hosts, Soli Owen Smith. Now... We have been talking for the longest time about how our country has changed. This week is is proof of it. Yes. First of all, a a judge here in Florida sided with former President Donald Trump in his dealings with all the FBI and Mar-a-Lago. A Trump-appointed judge, by the way. Strangely enough, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Appointed by Trump immediately after the election, by the way. Mm-hmm. All kinds of precedents, no, no pun intended, being just destroyed here uh, as our democracy teeters on the brink, starting yes. with this bullshit. Uh, this is uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Federal judge at the center of the dispute over documents taken from former President Donald Trump's estate is a member of a prominent conservative legal society who has had brushes with politically sensitive cases during her short term on the bench. Judge Aileen Cannon or Eileen, whoever, what the hell it is was appointed by Trump in 2020 and confirmed just days after the presidential election, has faced criticism for siding with the former president and his legal team in their request for a special master to review material taken from Mar-a-Lago during that, during the uh, early office. And, and if, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she ruled out of her jurisdiction as well. Yes. Uh, which I'm not sure how that's even legal. If if it's not your jurisdiction, does that mean does that not mean you don't preside over? Like, how does somebody s- step in where they're not the authority and say, "Now I am." That's what I, I guess. I'm really confused. In about Trumplandia, that. you can't. I, I just. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're going to appeal it because they're going to have to. Yeah, it already um, says basically uh, the Justice Department is expected to uh, appeal uh, her ruling. Legal experts uh, have also publicly chided her for her ruling, claiming she was overly deferential to Trump's legal team. <gasps> it's over, it's absurd. You're kidding. Really? Whoever would have thought just that? Just blatantly breaking the law. Just, it's so clearly, uh, it's just, it's just despicable. And, even, and even, even Trump's former attorney, Bill Barr. Well, sided, sure. sided with, you know... I mean, he's smart enough to know when he has to protect his own skin and when he can be a snake. And right now, he's trying to protect his own skin. But he yeah. was he was as big a Trump enabler as any of them. He was on Fox News when he said it was wrong and deeply flawed yeah. in a number of ways. He'd also vote for him again, so fuck Bill Barr. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, though, what, what kind of country, literally, are we in where a judge doesn't immediately cite conflict of interest? I, I can't make a ruling on this. I was appointed by the person who the ruling is going for or against. Only corrupt countries where you know where it's rotten from the top down. Where my, once citizens united, 
10 years ago, 12 years ago, when that ruling, all of this shit became possible because dark money donations now untraceable and things like this are, have, been innate, have been empowered. And it's, it's really terrifying to, to think of where we might be um, if we don't get out and vote in the midterms here. I don't know how many cartoons I've seen or comedy skits I've seen of a courtroom and and let's let's say it's a SNL skit. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, Mr. Jones is making his case here. Now, Judge, let's go to the ruling and it looks up there and it says, you know, Mr. Jones senior like it's like the defendant's father. Right. I rule not guilty. Next, you know, that's funny. That's like satire. This is beyond that. But it's funny because it's intended to be funny. It's not intended to be real. Right. And I don't even know if that's... This is satire more than that is. This is literally making an absolute mockery of the judicial system. Right. And America is a country that is based on the rule of law, or I should say it was, until uh, Trumplandia uh, took over. Um. Yeah, this is. I, I sit and I shake my head. I was talking to uh, a listener of the podcast, uh, our good friend Eric. He called me last night. We were talking about it, and I just I shake my head. And he's like, "Dude, if Canada wasn't so cold, yeah, I'd be looking to to go there right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, Isla Roatan, right off the coast of Honduras. Okay, yeah, Honduras is a dictatorship, but what's America looking like yeah, now?" I know a lot of this. The, the right of authoritarianism and, and far right nationalism seems to be going on globally right now. Even Canada, there's a lot of Trump fans in Canada. Sweden's party, the right wing party, just recently won elections. It's kind of terrifying. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we just seem to have this problem, where I guess there hasn't been enough conflict worldwide lately. So, so we need to get to all unify these, people together. There's, there's, there's no conflict to bring people together. You know, so let's have conflict to separate. I thought the Ukraine, uh, the invasion of Ukraine, was was something that would, and it looked like it had galvanized, and certainly galvanized NATO and strengthened it. Um, but it just worries me that a lot of right wing parties seem to be winning. You know? Speaking of that, how weak is Russia that they haven't completely decimated Ukraine yet? I think it shows that they're a paper tiger, and it shows what corruption will do to a country. When you have five or ten or twenty oligarchs with all the money, all that tells me is they didn't distribute the funds they were supposed to distribute to maintain the military, to pay people. Look at the rations are years expired. Inter- it's- interesting you mentioned that. There was a... Uh... Uh, a study that I read about, uh, actually just this morning, as a matter of fact, um, that over the last 25 years, $90 trillion has made its way to the wealthy one, the wealthiest 1% mm-hmm. in our country. $90 trillion has somehow maneuvered via the stock market mm-hmm. or via tax breaks or whatever. So the 1% that were wealthy 25 years ago are $90 trillion richer. Mm-hmm. And the average income of an American citizen during that same time frame has gone up, gone up just a little over $11,000 a year. If you look at a chart of the... That's $1,000 a month. Yeah. That's 250 a week. If you look at a chart that shows the disparity between the top, you know, what the CEO earnings or the top 1% and how it's changed over the last... 20 to 30 years it's sickening mm-hmm. it's sickening it's exponential and it's terrifying because when when seven just a few people you see what happens look at russia when just 10 people have all the money and all the power make all the rules 
they let everything else go to shit. And that's what's happening little by little here. Um, you know, it takes a long time for that to happen, but it's absolutely happening. You can see it happening. Uh, you can see it happening. Prices are going up. Nobody owns real estate. I'm thankful I got in the year before it went crazy again. I'm mm-hmm. very lucky because um, otherwise I'd be homeless. You've heard of shrinkflation. Yes, that's still going on. I have an example of that. Went out for uh, for my wife's birthday. Happy belated birthday, honey, even though she's not listening. Um Went to uh, Le Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> and the Le Cheesecake is Le- the same price it was last year, yeah. but it is about two-thirds of the size. Right. So instead of raising prices, they give you less, so they rose prices. Used to, they would bring the cheesecake to your table and you would go, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to finish this. And I looked at it and went, I'll finish this. It's It, it tasted great, don't get me wrong. Sure. But it just... It was noticeably smaller. Yeah. They've gotten creative in how to raise prices. Campbell's McDonald's should call it a, a you know middle McMac yes. instead of a Big Mac. It's definitely gotten smaller. Just recently, Campbell's soup. Not that I eat Campbell's soup these days, but got was kind of under. Scrutiny. If you're hungry enough, <laughs> if right, yeah, if you if you are. Um, but recently, they made the can taller, but it's also got less. So it's a little thinner, but it has less. Even though if you look at it on the shelf. It actually makes sense because it so takes Snoop up less Dog room. Snoop would call that a slim can. A slim can. Yeah. Yeah. My nickname. He's getting into slim. the food business, Snoop. But yeah. Yeah. So Campbell's just did that same thing. A lot of times you get less. You don't necessarily raise. So if prices. you bought the Andy Warhol painting now, you're saying you'd have to stretch it out a little bit. You'd need a, another can of soup if you really wanted it to be the accurate amount. Right. I think to balance it. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the other bit of news this week politically. Governor DeSuck this. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, that's it's just... Governor DeSuck this? Yeah, that's that's how I wish it was pronounced. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been some, some. I've been watching uh, enough TV and the anti-Charlie Crist ads are already flying out. Oh, and, yeah. and They're putting could, a lot of money in this. All we, all we have to do is just take out Charlie Crist's name and put in whoever would have... Of course. It's it just... it's He sided with Biden. Oh my God, please Republicans, stop. You guys blindly side with anything Republican, no matter what. Yeah. So you know what? If Charlie Chris did vote with Biden, I'm okay with that because he's made some better choices. But suddenly now, Governor DeSantis, to suck this, whatever, it's, whatever it is, got together with Governor Abbott of Texas. Another, and another fucking used, here, Here's the key here. Used money given to the state of Florida yeah. for COVID relief... To get together and partner up with Abbott, who is a Republican. Republican, yeah, governor of Texas, right. And uh, took some people, uh, asylum seekers, that they hate, by the way. They hate these people because they're all uh, foreigners. Because they're poor foreigners who are looking for an opportunity. And that Some of these people walked through 10 countries to get here. Mm-hmm. Okay, all that aside, that's not a... That's not an open thing. Just because you walked across 10 countries, now you get in free. I, I don't think it's that way either. Right. But I understand. They, they took these people, and they, no, they didn't force them at gunpoint. If you listen to certain news reports, it's like, oh, they were herded by M16s onto planes. They didn't know where they were going. No, these people are like, oh, they're taking us to Massachusetts? Okay, that's cool. It's right. a sanctuary state. That's cool. So no one was forced at gunpoint. No one was beaten with lashes. But it is still inappropriate and in my in my opinion illegal to use funds that were designed for something else kind of like Bannon did with the wall money right 
use funds designed for something else to take people and literally fly them to someplace else, kick them off the plane and say, good luck. Pretty sure that's human trafficking also. I looked up that and I I couldn't find... gray area? I couldn't find a way to define it as human trafficking because they weren't being sent there for labor against their will. They weren't being sent there for sexual uh, uses against their will. But, But you're taking... What, what the Republicans call illegal immigrants, putting them on airplanes, not just buses, airplanes, incurring the cost of that to fly them yes. someplace where that state, that city, that county, that community, that municipality is not aware that 100 people are going to be left homeless on your streets. I think Now, if Biden did that, if Biden just took people from the border yeah. and just dropped them off, oh, the Republicans would go apeshit. That's the hypocrisy. I think the, the main thing to take away here is that Abbott and DeSantis used misappropriated funds that were, used, that were supposed to be used to help people, and they spent it on a political stunt by just sending them away to, to a liberal area as a, as a stunt. And when they um, were caught doing it, you know what they said? We did it. Because that's what it is. They wanted the attention. They wanted that gotcha. You know, that's a got the libs, owned the libs. That's what he's appealing to. This is a... This is a, a you forgot part of that, libtards. Right. He is, though. You know, he's, he's appealing to the dumbest and most hateful people. And meanwhile, this is a... Um, he, he, he is an Ivy League law graduate. So he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to skirt the law. That's what's terrifying is he's put a stronghold on Florida by just sort of skirting the rules, trying to challenge things, kind of like Trump light, but but more calculated. Half the calories of a regular Trump. Yeah, no no charisma, but very calculating and, and an evil, straight-up fascist. You know, you can run over protesters now. You can force kids to go and not protect themselves. You can yell at them to take off a mask. I mean, this is the fucking guy you want running Florida. This is who they cheer. It makes me sick. He just spent all that money to send people to a different state just to say, fuck you, libs. That's where the tack, That's where the money goes. When we have, what a waste. right now in this state, the second highest COVID cases of any state in the United States. And, and, it's, and he, he already tried to suppress that. And remember when he threatened the, the data leaker and held their kids at fucking gunpoint? This is Ron DeSantis. This is, this is the guy who wants to be your fucking next president, by the way. So remember all of this. Oh, no, 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 no. Nice try, Paul. Americans don't have memories. Yeah. Americans, we'll, um, right we'll now. We'll find America, out with Roe versus Wade at the midterms. We'll find out. That's where, I believe me, I'm hoping they have a memory there. But Women do. I'll challenge that a little bit. Um, and this was something that, This is unprecedented, though. This was something on, on Bill Maher's show last week that really, really hit home with me. Bill Maher's losing touch. He's 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 definitely getting more more center he's right be- now. Mm-hmm. But that's on on his show, a guy made a very valid point. He goes, everybody was was sure Hillary was going to win in sixteen. I didn't think so because women were going to come out for her. No and, way. And and the way that they the way he explained it was, he goes, men men have a loyalty to the male species, gender. Excuse me. He goes, they have a loyalty to the male species. A man versus a woman, a man will typically vote for the man. Flip that the other way. We talked about this last week. Right. Women will not automatically unify behind another woman. And I think that was a false pretense. People thought 
that yes, women were just going to vote for Hillary because she had a vagina. At least it's I never, rumored. It's I rumored never thought that for that a she, minute. It's rumored that she had a vagina. Yeah, a lot of pantsuits, so no, no, no proof. I've, I've never seen it. People, people are saying she might not have a vagina. That's what people are saying. Oh, she might have a nub. So yeah, I, I think that I, I want women to. I think the difference here is Bill Maher is drawing attention to a go women thing. This is taking fundamental rights away and putting their lives at risk, and it's a guy doing it. So this huh. is fuck the patriarchy. But, so, but men, men have been doing that to women for as long as men and women have been on this planet. They have, but this is an official announcement that we're now taking away your right to have an abortion, and now they're proposing the nationwide ban. You know, first they, they said, oh, it's a state's issue. Everyone knows that's bullshit. Now, of course, they're proposing the nationwide ban. So if how, do you anything, feel about, how do you feel about exorcism? Exorcism? My, my feelings about exorcism is um, you shouldn't have an exorcism because... Possession. Life occurs at possession. <laughs> so, it's no less ridiculous, quite honestly. Life starts at possession. So, so you, you shouldn't be able to exercise. I want a national ban on exorcism. Exactly. Because exactly. what, you know, a spirits have a life, the spirits have a soul, and you're just going to send it away. That's kind of my point. With a, with a what? Now you're just going to jam a coat hanger in life, here? Life begins at possession. Just saying. I'm against exorcism I, completely. I support that view. For for a second, I was taken aback, and then I realized what you're saying. Well, that's my goal, is and to take you aback. It's, it's important to do that. To take you aback. So I think that's the difference, is this is somebody taking away a right and sending us backwards, whereas that other thing was, hey, do women like Hillary? I, I thought a lot of women couldn't give two shits about Hillary. But now that their livelihood and their, their, their personal... Uh, they're, I, they're I know, we've talked about this on the podcast. I know why Hillary lost in 16. I can look back retrospectively was a perfect now storm. and go, oh my God, she was literally the perfect definition of a politician. And Americans were sick of it. Yes. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, and then and Trump came in as this 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 anti-politician, somebody who's not a politician, who turned out to be the worst kind of politician, because uh, some some politicians would get caught flip flopping. Trump would just go, no, I didn't. And they would go, okay, I guess you didn't. Yeah, he he just he's just double speak all the way through. Yeah. He, he'll he'll change within the, the same paragraph. He'll contradict himself. You know, he, one of the truest things he's ever said is, "I don't stand for anything," yeah. and that's true. He he just goes with whatever will feed his ego and make him appear strong in that moment. That's that's all he's thinking about. You're exactly right. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, Florida Man. Right after this, you are listening to the Lighter Side of Dark, uh, Season Seven, Episode Nine. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. That was a uh, quick break. We had to catch up uh, time-wise time here. It's time for Florida Man. Florida Hey, man. gang. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show. Yay! Brought Yay. to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. The GSP. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines. Oh, with all the day. crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game... Both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three You're at 17 real days and have an 18. from the newspaper okay, or the nightly news. Right. And they must choose which one is fake. 
The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree, like Hollywood Square style. If they answer right, they get one day off of their sentence. If they're wrong, they get one day added to their sentence. Let's see who gets out of jail first. Now, let's see what crazy stuff Florida man is. The answer is nobody. <laughs> we Dave. have literally been playing this game this show like three for, seasons for almost a year, <laughs> almost a calendar year. And I think we're right about where we started. Yeah, yeah we, we, we started with days. twenty-one days. We got as low as like 17, sixteen, 18. something like something like that. But it is it is our listeners' one of our favorite things. So uh, gives we, us an excuse to keep going at least. All right, here comes your first one, Paul. All a right. Florida man fakes a robbery to get out of work. Who has done that? Florida man fakes a robbery to get out of work. All right. All right. Your second choice. A Florida man goes to jail after an assault and battery over egg rolls. <laughs> maybe they were really good egg rolls, but that's... Uh, or maybe they were really bad egg rolls. That's, yeah. Maybe some Chinese yeah. cook at the you're hungry, yeah. Could have been cold. Could have been not fried properly. All right, so... Hop Singh was back in the back cooking <laughs> the egg rolls. You know what Hop Singh translated in English is? What's that? Blown chow. Here we go. I believe it. <laughs> Here we go. Your third option. Florida man starts a pie fight in a family diner. Is billed $1,700 for over 100 pies being destroyed. Oh, wow. So this, this, this week, Florida man has been active in, uh, in law breaking. He law certainly breaking. has. The first one. Fight a robbery to get out of work. It, I mean, it doesn't okay. say what kind of work he did. No, it doesn't. That's extremely general. So that could that could be dangerous. Um, or, or, you, or, or as you call be, it, a Tuesday. A Tuesday, right. Uh, so. A Florida man goes to jail after assault and battery over egg rolls. Over egg rolls. Uh, again. It, it doesn't say if these are veggie, veggie egg rolls or like shrimp and, egg rolls. And it doesn't say what it was about. It could have been that a money true. dispute. It could have been a flavor dispute. Um, or third, then, a Florida man starts a pie fight in a family diner billed over $1,700 for over 100 wait. pies being destroyed. That sounds like that scene out of Stand By Me when they're out having the pie contest and everyone's just puking and throwing pie on each other. Um, boy, that, that's, that seems a little... That, to me, is the one that, that sort of stands out as odd. And, and the, the reason... I will tell you, though, the average pie costs about... 16 17 bucks. Oh, I think the numbers are, are the not numbers are there. Not, the numbers are not ridiculous. What what I find hard to believe is that other people that everybody is going to participate because this isn't a movie. So in in order to have a full-fledged pie fight that would cost $1700, the whole place would have to be like, "Let's do this." I'll argue that with you for a second. Yeah. You and me, you and I have, have eaten in diners before. Mm-hmm. We finish a gig, we end up going someplace, some IHOP, some restaurant right restaurant some little you know hole in the wall choke and puke kind of place mm-hmm. um and if a pie fight started mm-hmm. and i was already getting covered with pie i'm in it that makes one of us i'd be ducking under the table or running out and be like i don't want this shit all over yep you pussy out at a pie fight i don't you know, know what if, you're saying listeners i, I don't know Solio if just admitted he would puss out at a pie fight so not i hope you're right or wrong about this i think i'm right now all right that is my answer is you're, you're, you're gonna go with that one being the fake one yes definitely that's you're gonna make that your final answer final right? answer you want to pull the audience audience what do you think all right nicely done that was that was kind of a that was kind of ridiculous so one of the fewer easy choices i felt like i could make and 
You got lucky. I did. Here we go. Your turn. I'm at Sweet 16. Florida man caught with full rack of ribs in pants. Full rack of ribs is in quotes. Florida man caught with full rack of ribs in pants. Florida woman claims to be angel sent by God. Demands church donations. Or Florida woman pulls alligator out of her yoga pants during a traffic stop. So once again, Florida man caught with full rack of ribs in his pants. A lot of pants here. Florida woman claims to be angel sent by God, demands church donations. Florida woman pulls alligator out of her yoga pants during traffic stop. A lot of pants going on. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. <laughs> Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, that was an old, uh, like American, Idol, yeah. old American Idol bit. That um, was uh, pulled from... All right, so... Chunk, so, okay. So, God, uh, with is full he, rack of ribs in his pants. I, I Just this past week, my wife does not like ribs. I love ribs, so therefore, I never get ribs. Mm. Uh, this week, I, uh, I accidentally, I don't know how it happened at the store, but two racks of ribs fell in the cart, and they were rang through before my wife realized it, so I had to have them. And I slow-cooked them both, and they were mm. incredible. Oh, yeah. I, cook, I do cook some great ribs. I'll make some for you. Ribs you're are great. You're always so, nice enough to bring me the chili and stuff. If, I'll make you if some, there's ever ribs on the, on the plate, I'll grab them. Fucking ribs. Um, I, yeah, I mean, they might be cold. It didn't say if they're frozen or right. not, but yeah, that would be an easier thing to, to shoplift. It's I possible. Um, then the second one, Florida woman claims to be angel sent by God, demands church donations. Okay. Again, that that sounds like. Please welcome Sister Melanie. Right, that, that sounds like every. Uh, she has something she'd like to say to the congregation. Isn't that kind of the prosperity gospels yeah. thing? Yeah, pass those. It's like that's Joe I am an angel sent by God. I'm gonna go with the yoga pants and the alligator. I think that's bullshit. Believe it or not, the Florida woman sent by God is the true story. And uh, fuck the, you, Paul. I don't know how a woman puts an alligator in yoga pants. But obviously it was done. But apparently it was apparently it was done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not real happy about the way that worked out. But um, all right, well, it is time to do something. We uh, we had we 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 done it once. We're about to do it again. The oh, is this the wheel? The wheel of ethnicity. Wheel of ethnicity. So we have we have all kinds of uh, different um, uh, ethnic groups on here. So we're going to flip it and see. What kind of discussion we're going to have in what uh, dialect, and then we're going to pick a topic from the wheel as well. So here we go. So here give we it, go. give her a spin. We are New, New Yorkers. Yorkers. All okay. right, so we're going to be New Yorkers, and now we got to pick a, t- a topic. All right, let's see if I can. Oh, we got another. We got another character. Yeah, so. yeah we got another Jewish so character. We'll, we'll spin till we get the uh, FBI raid. FBI raid. All right. Here okay. We go. So. so we got, you, we gotta get into care. We gotta. We're gonna give ourselves names. So yeah, I guess we'll. I guess we will. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll give ourselves names. We'll. We'll. Paulie. You gotta be Paulie. Paulie. Paulie's a New Yorker name. Paulie, and yeah. Tony. Yeah. Paulie and Tony. Paulie and Tony. All right, sounds good to me. All right, so uh, are you from uh, Brooklyn? I'm from yeah. From I am from Brooklyn. Are you from Brooklyn? No, I'm from uh, Queens. Oh, you're from Queens. Sorry, yeah. it's yeah. close enough. Yeah, Rockaway. Rockaway. All right. Rockaway, All right. Queens. 
So, well, listen, uh, did you see, uh, see some on the news the other day? I mean, uh, you know, I was looking at this this thing, right? And, and I'm thinking... By the way, nice TV at your house. Oh, thank nice you. Nice fucking TV you know, at your I, house. I mean, what is that? What is about like a 90-inch? I appreciate the respect that I was getting there. I, it was about a 90-inch. They said they couldn't go bigger than 80, and I said, listen to me, right, listen to me. Did you get that TV from I, that one guy? I got a... You, you got a TV guy, too? No, no. You you told me about that guy that the you guy. got the TV from. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, the guy's kind of... The guy with the thing? No, no, not that guy. The guy, no, this guy's normal. The guy, I know the guy you're talking about. Not, with the, thing, so the, not the guy with the thing. I can never tell if he's looking right at me or not. I can't, oh, right, I can't okay. Tell. So, so, so you, so you, this, uh, he said he had uh, some special deal on he a, said, a truck broke down. Right. And these TVs were like, they were frozen. They were going to thaw out. You got to sell them anyway, right? I mean, they're going to, these, these poor TVs are going to go to waste. If I don't accidentally drop one of these 90-inch televisions into your car, it's basically what he said to me, because I got a guy. Hey, the guy told me, he goes, listen, he goes, give me, give me like 20, right, give me like 20, we'll call it even, right? Because, you know, you got, he goes, what's your sister doing this weekend, right? So anyway, I mean, my, my sister's been picked up so many times, she's got handles. You oh, follow what I'm saying? Tony, why the heck did you talk about, though? You're saying your sister's sleeping around the neighborhood? What is hey, that? I'm just saying, Bridget uh, Bridget knows uh, some of the fellas. She knows more no more guys than you do. Oh, just boy. That. So, you're, so you're watching, you got your 90-inch TV. Yeah. Got, so I'm looking, you, and I got on the Fox News or whatever it is, right? Or the CNN. I think the same guy owns everything now. Exactly, pretty much. It's one of those Jews. Bon, they own everything yeah, in, the, in the media. you know. Roger Murtaugh or something like that. I don't exactly. know. He's got a name. Anywho's. Uh, and, and so I see that they're digging, and they're going through these files like these classified fucking things are empty. What? With, like, nuclear secrets and shit like that? You're what talking about we, at the White House, right? That's yeah. where they keep this shit, right? They keep it at the White House, don't they? I didn't think they kept it at the White House. I think I'm pretty sure they keep it at the at the White House, not at. Well, no, they raided his his place. Well, you're talking about. These, I'm talking about they these went in important his, documents about flying sources and shit. Yeah. At his house. They went to his golf club, and they said, "Let me look in this folder, you slovenly bastard." You're talking about there was hold on, wait, wait, whoa, 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 secrets. I guarantee you. It had to be in some kind of like locked up room, big giant, you know, spinning safe door. Yeah, you would like to think so. Fingerprints you got to get in there. I mean, the, the, that guy wouldn't take this stuff and like leave it on his dining room table. Well, Come on. apparently it was in a broom closet or some shit like that. And there was folders empty and it said, hey, to the Saudis, love Donald or some shit. Like there was a note that said... I want to give you this as a gift. Okay, I'm, my brain is like, okay, it's small, but it's still exploding. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, how could this guy sell out a country? I thought he hugged an American flag once. Oh, dude, this guy humps some flag. I'm telling you right I've now. Never his seen crotch someone... was blue and white. You follow what I'm saying? I thought he was going to jam it up his colon. So you're saying, you, okay, let me see if I follow what you're saying here. Because, you know, uh, sixth grade was the best three years of my life. It was wonderful. I, I remember you were in my class with me I've, three times. Yeah, you know, I got news for you. Me and my teacher, we, 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 we ride shit. Remember, he work. said, Tony and Paulie, if I have to listen to you yapping one more time, I'm going to send you both to the fishes. Exactly. Pretty much. And the cement bag, it's for the weight there. But anyway, so you're saying this guy used to be the president. He used to be top dog, right? right? Big, I mean, we're talking the head fuck, cheese. The head cheese, the guy okay. who is the mafia the boss. The buck stops here. But obviously the nuclear secrets, they go a little further. You're telling me you saw on television, so it's got to be true, right? I mean, it must be true. It's on TV. They wouldn't put some on TV. That's not well, right. they said Tucker Carlson, and he used to wear a bow tie, so you know anything that comes out of his mouth has got to be true. Because oh, yeah, the guy, the guy, the guy's constantly doing ads for Walmart. Look yeah, this out. he's a gentleman. So my point is, you're saying this guy used to be the president, has these documents 
they got the big giant like red stamp, top secret, yeah. classified, yeah. just like in the shows. Yeah, yeah, like a Law and Order. That one. Yeah, these are the stories. Damn. So and he's got these documents. He's not in prison no more, right? The other guy, the old guy, right. uh, with the, the big teeth, uh, Biden. Yeah, the guy, yeah, Biden, the guy with Biden, the, that who guy? had the facelift. He's got like the real tight face, and he says Malachi or some shit. Some, okay, something. I'm not saying the guy's old, but his social security number is 12. Yeah, I think he was the So 20, my point, <laughs> the dirty he's been around since the Dead Sea was sick. So my point is this. So this guy's got these documents. Is he reading them? Is he, is he I don't think he can is, read. Is he doing a memoir? From my understanding. Uh, did he work that memoir in there? That thing spelled nowhere near as how it That's out. a fancy word. I'm telling From you. what I understand, they had to do this guy's briefings in like coloring books and shit because he can't read. Hold on. I saw that guy. He, he's the one that drew like they had a TV screen and he took a marker and he drew him like the TV screen. Yeah, right? remember when we had the hurricane and he drew a big circle and he said, let's drop a nuclear bomb and blow it this way. That, oh, yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, he's really, you know. They gave that guy access to, like, buttons and nuclear codes and shit? He had a Diet Coke button in his office. Did you realize that? He could call at any time. See, I got Could you imagine you. having, like, you're a, talking about a people spaghetti who, button? People who get stuff in the, in the Oval Office, Clinton had the best button for that. You follow where I'm going oh, with I this? Oh, I think it was a cigar and blowjob button. Push a button, boom. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. The, I'd rather have a blowjob button than a Diet Coke button day to fucking win. Yeah, I think Bill Clinton had it right. That's why they were so pissed, because, you know, he was doing it right. He was getting his... Anyway. You remember years ago, Steinbrenner? Okay. Yeah, the Yankees. Running, running Yankees. Of course. The, the, the bombers. The, the bombers. Yankees. He's... He, he fired some GM because he left some documents out about a potential trade involving A-Rod. He fires the guy. But then you got this guy with nuclear stuff and classified stuff, and everybody's going, nothing to see here, you looky lose, keep moving. Yeah. I know. I don't understand it. Well, because he's got his bunch of his buddies in there saying, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. You're not allowed to look through this until until I look through it first. Now I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the guy who's uh, buddies with, uh, with Giuliani. Yeah, he's got a lot of friends there. Yeah. They they, they know each other. He's hanging with Rudy. He's been hanging with Rudy. He's been cross-dressing with Rudy for all these years. Oh, Jesus. This is this is insane. So you're telling me you saw this on TV. Is this got to be, like I said, it's legit. And they're not doing nothing about this. Well, they're trying to. There's department with the justice guys in it. This, uh, you know, Gary Garland. Dodge? Uh, Merrick, Merrick. You're talking, uh, talking about Dodge? Maverick, what? Yeah, the, Dodge. DOJ? DOJ, that's it. The Dodge. That's how you spell it. They're trying to, like. I had a Dodge truck in high school. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah, 318, nice. It's probably more efficient than looking the way these guys look because they can't go in. You can't even get this judge to stop I needed it. a fender. You know what I went and saw? Vinny. Vinny got the fender for the truck. No problem at all. Vinny will take care of you. Exactly, because he, he has a little chop shop kind of thing there. So, yeah, Vinny. Uh, all right. That, I think, concludes this week's episode of Wheel of Ethnicity. I, I think we found what we needed to find. <laughs> Not, not the documents, but <laughs> hopefully we're not going to piss off too many people like we did the Indian voices a few weeks ago. That really, that really got under the uh, under the skin of, uh, yeah. of of some people. The only people that like New Yorkers are New Yorkers, and uh, I'm one of them, and I, I don't care if people hate me. And so. I got plenty of I got plenty of New Yorker friends. Uh, so I keep noticing you keep looking down at my left leg. I, I well, it's hard not to. You've got a giant boot on your leg. Yeah, uh, on your foot up to your. It's, well, it's it's been a fun week. Um, so let's hear about your latest crippling injury. This yes. has been a rough year. Uh, my back's been killing me. For I'm, I'm gonna go get uh, uh, some treatment down on my back here in a couple weeks. But I was at a I was at a, like a yard sale, a 
something and I and there the bar stool there was this thing up on a shelf and I was reaching to get it and I put my left foot up on the little crossbar of the bar stool about four inches off the ground so it wasn't like it was really high. Trying to get a little extra leverage. And I reached up to get the thing and the, the thing snapped so my ankle rolled and hit the ground in the rolled position. And I am telling you what, at fifty nine years old a sprained ankle hurts like a son of a bitch. Oh my God. I was hobbling the rest of the day. Had to do a show that night. Luckily, I've called the client and said, hey, do you mind if I sit on a stool? I'm not going to be very active tonight or i got to send you know somebody else. She goes, nope. She goes, we'll put a stool back there for you. So I made it through the show. So Sunday, I used it as an excuse to watch football all day long sure. with my foot propped up, wrapped in ice. Use that as an excuse. Now, Monday, not better. Black and blue, still swollen. Uh, I go see my uh, primary care doctor about my back on Tuesday. He takes a look at it and goes, no, nah, I think we need to get an x-ray on that. So got an x-ray on it. And uh, drum roll, please. <laughs> I have a fractured uh, fibula. Ah. The very bottom of the long bone in the lower part of the leg. It sounds like fractured. a sports injury for crying out loud. Yeah. And it. Uh, so now I'm wearing the big giant Frankenstein prosthetic boot. And it hurts, and I'm overcompensating. Now my right hip hurts when I walk. Right, it uh. just it causes all kinds of issues. When you get one, it's like compounds. Basically, once you cross forty, you can look to slowly falling apart. If you're if you're already past that threshold, then you know how every ten years another piece of you just kind of cracks and and becomes. A oh, problem. I used to get up in the morning with no sound effects. <laughs> right. Imagine <laughs> now I get up. It's like somebody's eating rice krispies in the other room as yeah. I'm walking through the room. So snap, crackle, pop. Uh, so my back's my back's hurting. My my foot's hurting, and uh, so I'm gonna be able to use that as a cue not to have to do uh, too much work around. Yeah, we're here. gonna try to limp through a show tomorrow too. To, regardless. Yep, we have a uh, fun event planned tomorrow. Doing the really wet game at a uh, a bar. The, the bar is celebrating its anniversary. Uh, the owner and stuff. So it should be a should be a fun time. Game shows are the best. I mean, I, when I see them on TV, I play along. I watch along. When you see them in person, it's the same thing. It's always fun doing them. It's not going to be as easy with a broken leg, but we're going to make you're, it happen. You're, 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 now you can say break a leg. Yeah, right. Uh, so you, anyway. You already listened. Uh, and, and you're a comedy writer. I know you have one of those minds that's very creative. I'd like to think I, I'm probably not as creative. I'm more quick-witted. Shit just pops into my head. So if I have to really think about something to try to make it funny. I think you are creative. I it's said. probably going to fail. But but the spontaneity of the game shows is what cracks you and right. I up. When, what, they, what people say off the cuff. And, and and just when people, it, it's kind of like improv shows. Some some improv can be great if things in the moment happen and the audience is a part of it. And it's very similar when you're doing a game show live. Uh, everyone's seen the newlywed game. This is you know just our take on it basically. It's just kind of couples that have been married a while. But we call it the really yeah, just the same game. idea. And it's a, and it's a little easier to find people who've been married longer than a few months. Um, so it, it's. You know, and if anyone gets out of line, you just knock them in the head with a boot. No doubt about no, it. And uh, today on uh, on the program, on the remaining part of the uh, program, uh, we have uh, our Hall of Shame this week uh, is Eddie Cochran versus Boston. Yeah, this is an, uh, another yeah interesting case. So we'll Eddie Cochran is is in the Hall of Fame, and Boston is not. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about our thoughts on that. 
And we have not gotten our live call from Jesse, who uh, wants to bitch about the Foo Fighters. Well, if for some reason it doesn't, I'm sure he will make, he'll, make he'll, it known. He'll, he'll make it known I at know that, that point. We can expect and that. our uh, Mount Rushmore segment this week are non-gambling card games. This will be interesting, because now whenever I think of cards, because I'm a grown-up, all I think of is like Texas Hold'em and Blackjack, and he's like, oh, that's exclusively gambling yeah, now. Yeah, pretty much. You can't play that for fun. So we'll be right back with uh, Hall of Shame after this uh, word from... Uh, well, you'll recognize who it is. This is Christopher Walken. And I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the lightest side of Doc podcast. Looking for something unique for your next event? Try Game Show Party, where we bring all of the classic game shows that we've all been seeing our entire lives. Shows like Family Feud, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, Pyramid, Wheel of Fortune, Fun Style Jeopardy, and many, many more. Game Show Party brings the full size TV style game show to your next event. Great for fundraisers or parties. So for more information, check out GameShowParty.com or call 727-531-8880 and book your new game show event today. Hey everyone, this is Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation... I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. Welcome back, and now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. Vast musical knowledge is our middle name. That That is, it's a long middle name, but it's well worth it. And now, it's time for... Hall of Shame. Or Hall of Shame. It's Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame, shame show. Hall it's of a shame. shame, shame someone's in, it's a shame someone's out. Yep. And we're going to explore that. So this week, uh, we are going to talk about someone who a lot of you are going to go, who's that? Well, it's kind of our point. A little bit, yeah. Kind, kind of our point. Um, the, the guy who is in the Hall of Fame is a singer, a guitar player by the name of Eddie Cochran. Now, most people will instantly recognize one of his, of his songs. That, you know, he didn't have many hits. He wasn't, well, he wasn't alive very long. Check with the restaurant owners and the cafes to see what uh, Presley Records is on their machines and then ask them to do away with them. This is the one that everybody's got about. This is the one. Peaked at number eight on the Billboard Top 100, August of 1958. 1958. So before the British invasion. He was uh, on the winter tour with Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper. Wow, what a cursed tour. Yep, yep. I know he, he didn't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he died in a, uh, in a car accident in, in England, I believe, after uh, a show when he was only 21 years old. Yep, didn't last very long. So I suspect this is maybe one of those we feel bad because he died inductions, possibly. Um, if you look at his other songs, I've, I've got his chart pulled up. 
This one's called Sitting in the Balcony. Okay. I don't believe this even charted. I know a lot of you are thinking, man, rock and roll Hall of Fame material here. Well, you know, and the other thing is it, it sounds a lot like an Elvis's style, so... To me, it's not necessarily groundbreaking in any way. Um, so I guess I'm a little confused. I, again, I feel like maybe he was inducted uh, as a as a Richie Valens like Richie Valens sort of situation. Personally, out of, out of all the ones from that era, Buddy Holly should be in. Yeah, Buddy Holly had a lot of hit songs. Yeah, his trajectory and his volume of hits. For that is not the person who's supposed to be calling in. So I'm going to hang up. Sorry, I sorry, that sir. Was Jesse calling it. So yeah, Eddie Cochran, "Summertime Blues," great song. Yes, absolutely. No, 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 no dispute about that. More, more disputing the fact that Eddie Cochran is is in the the Hall of Fame. Now again, he died early, so it's the sto- There is a story there, but I think. How about maybe we make a could have been Hall of Fame and rock and roll lost too soon Hall of Fame, and we can have Richie. And Eddie, as two of the members. There was a remake of Summertime Blues. When I tell you who did it, you're going to go, hell yeah. Is that George Thurgood? Boss says, no dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime. Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer, interesting. Yeah. I like that version. Yeah. When, yeah. when that song gets requested, that's the version I play, and nobody's the wiser. It's also four minutes and 22 seconds long, yeah. where the original one's two minutes and 12 seconds and long. And you can kind of hear a little rockabilly influence underneath in that song like i can hear where the 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 roots of rockabilly might have even come from even just in the way setzer begins that this is the original yeah so then here's the setzer miserly feel more plugged in and it's a better recording quality too that's, that's we've discussed thing. that with a lot of remakes uh when a man loves a woman is a better cover right Percy than the original Sledge versus michael bolton percy people Sledge. oh i'm a purist it's got to be right percy right Sledge. It, he screams his way through the song bolton's version is better and that's uh, and i celebrate his entire catalog i celebrate way. i think but i think you know uh, dj as a dj we have the we have the experience and the perspective on that because I've listened to both, played both, seen both in action, and it's just hurt. Some one of them hurts your ears a little bit, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it just some audio recordings are not great. It hasn't necessarily been remastered, to my knowledge. So, play the better and more pleasing recording so that people aren't pissed. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And Michael Bolton has a good voice for it. You know, even whether you like him or not. Whether you sell. Hey, here comes our live call. So let's uh, see who's there. Thanks for calling the light of side of dark with uh, Solio Smith. Who do we have uh, on the line with us? Uh, repeat caller Jesse Smith is on the line. 
Jesse Smith Jesse. is on the line. We have been expecting your call, young man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we happen to be right now in the middle of our Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame segment, where we have uh, Eddie Cochran. Do you remember that name? I recognize the name. Remind me a little bit. Summertime Blues. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, he had Summertime Blues and one other song that charted. And he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you know who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Boston. The wow, group, really? Boston is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we were just about to start making our case for kicking Eddie Cochran out and sliding Boston in. But I don't know. I, I sense a little irritation <laughs> in your voice this week. Would you? What are you calling about, Jess? Well, uh, I mean... <laughs> Let's see, Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. I, I enjoy the segment. I really do. Um, however, I, I, I had to say I kind of took exception to the Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame, Willie Nelson versus Foo Fighters. <gasps> no. Now, I want to start off by saying, by no means am I saying that Willie Nelson does not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. because he does. This is called- I think this is more about defending the Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters. Less, less attacking Willie, if, if, if we're reading that correctly. Correct. So, so go ahead, uh, defense attorney, <laughs> make your case. Well, uh, if I may start off by asking a question, why were, were they chosen to, to be taken out? Why, why do you believe that they do not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Thanking you for joining us and reminding you if you're involved in a dispute and you just can't seem to work it out. Take him to court. Um, I think our point was um, mainstream uh, mainstream knowledge where if you basically went up to somebody and said, name a Led Zeppelin song, somebody knows Stairway to Heaven. If you say, name a Queen song, they know Bohemian Rhapsody. Name an Eagle song, they know Hotel California. They may only know one. But I don't think, if you went up to 100 people at random and asked them to name a Foo Fighters song, that you'd get any kind of response. I don't think they had the crossover, mainstream notoriety worthy of the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. Paul, do you agree well, or disagree? The, 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 I think the thing that I was looking at, the most, I, tend, I like to look at commercial success just because I, I as, a, as a gauge, not necessarily the determining factor, because I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan, and I, I was kind of arguing against the Foo Fighters, but I want to see Dave Grohl in as an artist. But looking at their, uh, what's charted and what's not, they, they have three songs that have broken the top 40, um, but no top 10, and that's really all they have some they have 10 total that have broken the top 100 but three that are in the top 40 no top tens no number ones so i think in the case of as far as mainstream recognition that was that was one of the things i was looking at and you know and then i started focusing more on dave because you know drummer from nirvana an extremely influential grunge band they started the movement and then pretty much did the whole album on his own, the first album, that was all Dave Grohl. So that, that is correct, that, yes. That's why I was like, I love Dave Grohl, and I think he belongs in as an artist. So I was a little surprised to see the Foo Fighters as a band, now that they are a band. I, I know that I know that they weren't at first. They were more of a project. But So that was my, my thought. But Rob brought it up, and I, I hadn't thought of it until then. I didn't realize they were actually in. 
Um, so we still haven't really heard. We really haven't heard anything from the defense. So go ahead. If I may, um, mainstream success. Um, the the Foo Fighters are not only would be considered mainstream success. If we're going to go, I'm going to start off with this. There is no other American rock band with more Grammy wins than the Foo Fighters. They have 15 Grammy wins, including five different album of the year for rock awards. Those are Grammy wins, not nominations, not Peabody awards, not those are five Grammys. Over not, the Susan, span not Susan Lucci. Over not, years. Susan, not Susan Lucci nominations, actual wins. They have 15 Grammys wins. That is more than any other American rock band. That's 14 more, Paul, than Millie Vanilli. Exactly. Also, <laughs> hard to believe. They I have know. toured I know. and sold out arenas on six different continents. The only one not done? Antarctica, and unless they come up with a new cold weather arena, in which case the Foo Fighters will probably be right after, sure. I don't know, Kanye. But they sold out Wembley Stadium, one of the biggest venues in the world. They have they have been, okay, in the top, Billboard Top 100 of songs, I, I, I will agree with you that they have no number, no top 10 hits, no nothing. But you know who else doesn't? Jimmy Buffett. So top 10 hits, however, if you look at the Billboard Top 200, which focuses on albums and, and popularity of albums, Foo Fighters have constantly been on there since 2001. Okay, nobody has, uh, has made a career, an over 50-year career, off of one song better than Jimmy yeah. Buffett. Margaritaville is the only. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But however, I, I'm, I'm just I'm not, I'm not the arguing lack of top ten hits. I'm not arguing Jimmy does. Buffett should be in. My point is, is that you you can make a career for 50 years touring off of one hit song if it's good enough. So let's let's get back to your point of uh, of Wembley Stadium. Absolutely an amazing feat. Sure, absolutely. Considering Beyonce sold out Wembley, Michael Jackson sold out Wembley a hundred times. Madonna so, sold out Wembley. Queen sold out Wembley. So we're talking about... These are Hall of Fame artists. These are, these are great bands that mm-hmm. have sold out Wembley. But if we're, if we're going to bring the Wembley equation into it, mm-hmm. we also have to realize that One Direction sold out Wembley. Spice Girls sold out Wembley. I feel like they would sell okay. it out again. For, and for, for and Mac, Muse. With longevity. And longevity Muse, of career. Muse also sold out <laughs> Wembley. So selling out Wembley is a big deal. WrestleMania did it. WrestleMania! Yes. Welcome! Alright, so, um, what, what else I'm, you got? I'm, I think that, those are very good points. Longevity yeah. of career. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking uh, Nothing Left to Lose it was, I think, their first uh, big hit album. That was in 2001, and Medicine at Midnight, the one that they just released this year, number one album for rock. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's on Billboard. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You said to me the other day that you were going to do kind of a survey at your place of business where people come mm-hmm. and go all the time. You said you were going to take a little survey. How'd your survey turn out? Oh, about half and half. 
half the people didn't really know. Now, granted, out of probably the 40 or so people that I asked, because I found it hard to ask people if there were other people waiting in line. I didn't want right. to. Oh, like, we get that. Up. Yeah, you have to work it in when it's But just in conversation. Sure. And I asked anybody who I could. Hell, I got three or four people that didn't even speak English. They just looked at me like a like an Amish person at Best Buy. They had no <laughs> idea what they were looking at. Um, but there was a legitimate like recognition of the name. When I asked to name a song, same thing you mentioned earlier, yes, some people did have trouble naming a song. However, if I did kind of be like, you know, you ever heard of you know My Hero or, or Everlong or, or Learn to Fly or mm-hmm. The Pretender, any of those? So Learn, Learn to Fly is probably the, one of their most mainstream recognized right. songs. The video, too, but was a pretty big hit. I'd say out of, let's say, about the 40 or so people that I asked over the weekend, I'd say over 10, maybe 15 could could name one right away and could actually name a couple of them. Mm-hmm. A couple people were like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, like I love the Foo Fighters. They're awesome. So out of, like I said, out of the 40... I say half and half as far as name recognition, and but you know also, like I said, I, I just to take them out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I just I don't know what else you would need to be in there with with their yeah. with their album sales with with their long. Okay, how, how how long how long have they been out there? Almost thirty years. Yeah, I mean they've spent over three decades, but it's 25. more like probably like twenty four years. 20, yeah. Late nineties, I want to say. Mid, mid to late. Were they late nineties? Because they were more mid nineties. Mid, mid to late was when they kind of emerged. Because you figure Kurt Cobain died in what ninety ninety four. Ninety four. So yeah, probably 90, needed a couple of years. Was to... the first album released? Okay. Um, so twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. That's that's a solid. That's a that's a long. In twenty five years, they've sold thirty two million records. That is thirty two yes. million more than I've sold. To be fair. Yeah, but you did the opening intro for Lighter Side. You're right, so I'm, I'm catching up. Like one one intro at dude, a time. Dude, 15 more Grammys and you'll be like I'm on it. right there. Um, okay, so I, I just I just think the Hall of Fame. Where Where's the fame? Were they, were they, were they, are they, were they fame us? I, I think, I think his, I think if I'm, Understanding this, his argument is the fame is the is the sellouts the the sellouts on the continents and the and the the longevity the longevity and the um, just being relevant then being relevant now, which is a tough thing to do. Well, I'm I'm sorry, dude. Check the Grammy wins from this year. Mm-hmm. Medicine at Midnight won Rock Album of the Year this year. Mm. All right, I tell you what I'm gonna do. And, and also, uh, if we're if we're comparing album sales and stuff like that, let's say comparing it to Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson was famous in a time where, in order to get the album, you couldn't stream it, you couldn't download it, you had to buy it. So he is, and of course, he's got an extra twenty to thirty years on him. So he's going to have more album sales. The Foo Fighters have been popular in a time where people can just download their stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the, the album sales, to even have as many as they do, is got to be respectable. But Willie Nelson became famous before the Internet, and anybody can become famous after the Internet. Okay, not to the, the, the span of Foo Fighters, no. Mm, oh, no. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I, I'm willing to do this, Solio, if you are. I'm willing to put this to our, our listeners. Sure. Yeah, I look, and let I, them say if Jesse made a good, a good enough case, I, 
we will reinstall the Foo Fighters in our Hall of Shame. And then we're going to have to take someone out. Not a problem. <laughs> I, think, I think we can find it. Jesse, what, Jesse about, yeah, who, who's your second say, favorite? That... Who's your second favorite group, Jesse? We'll get with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it did feel a little uh, a little aimed uh, I have to say because we, we've had this discussion between me and my father a few times yeah. about the Foo Fighters and, so you and think there was some ulterior motive here no I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have seen them on the list except I saw Foo Fighters it's Jesse yeah let's get rid of them you know but then I thought okay I'm not going to do that unless I can make a case I think and then I pulled good... it up it's like zero top tens yeah. zero number ones barely crack it into the hot 100 I think it makes a good argument either way because you can argue you can you know you can argue compelling both sides and I don't know that there is a tipping point honestly there's there's it's, it's why I'm it's, saying, it's, why it's if a good the debate. Fighters aren't in the Hall of Fame. What do they have to do, guys? Like, I mean, yeah, it's just that's fair. I think my my argument was that I feel like Dave Grohl is the sound. So, it, and that's the but, thing. I will agree with you, but also, it, I mean, Taylor Hawkins has. If you look at some of his, yeah, stuff, he was a great he drummer. Other things as well. It's. I mean, the Foo Fighters. Their their band. I mean, I, I when I saw them live. Four years ago, yeah. over at the amphitheater in Tampa, guys, it, it was an amazing show. They did stuff that was that was 15, 20 years old, and to have fifteen thousand people singing along to my hero, oh yeah, it, it's 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 tingling. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing. So it's just one of those things where to have a rock band that has the most Grammys of any other American rock band, more than anyone, to not have them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I just I can't get behind it, guys. I can't. Oh, they could be in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Let them be in the Grammy Hall of Fame. With my Grammy? And or, let, yeah, or, let in my, in. or in my Grammy. Oh, let those nice young men the in. They're called the Foo they Fighters. Have... They're, they're very nice. Dave the Growly. Is that his name? Growly, lead singer. Very He's nice. very handsome. Very nice man. I love him. Did you hear about the drummer who died? I was so sad. Oh. I was that, yeah, that was poor timing on, on that part too. Like, well, we I mean, killed on. we killed Paul killed Olivia Newton John oh, by yeah. talking about her three weeks before she died. I really put the maluk on her. My God, I had no idea. Now I'm afraid to talk about anybody. So Jesse, we're we're getting rid of Eddie Cochran. Eddie summertime Cochran's already dead. <laughs> summertime blues. <laughs> I am fully on board with that. <laughs> and we are we are putting in Boston. Can you, as a mid thirty something, think of any Boston songs? Oh fuck! I don't think that's a title, but <laughs> that didn't well, I, I just I, I know that the the Boston and Chicago concert in Kansas was changed, so now it's the Kansas and Boston concert in Chicago. Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's classic. <laughs> I hope they're all on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, actually, the, actually, they, 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 the, open, the opening I, band, I, I the opening band, one, by the way. But if you if you named one, I, I, I you, know. Hey, oh, yeah, Jesse, yeah, the, and then, yeah. the, open, the opening band of that concert you were just talking about was America. I like them. Okay. So, uh, so more, more than a feeling. Don't look back. Amanda. There we go. Okay. Feeling satisfied. Uh, peace of mind, maybe. That, that might ring a bell. If you heard, rock, I, rock and roll band. I'm just a singer in a rock and yeah, rock and roll band. Smoking. Smoking. These are Smoking, all yeah. okay. All it's a good jam great song. Boston songs. We're gonna play. Did you say yeah. long time? Did you mention long time? I don't know if I have a, a, a that on the computer. Okay. Here. Let's let's check it out. 
wasn't a I huge guess the real hit, question but... is, is how many Grammys does Boston have? Because Ooh. apparently that's big to me. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to have uh, Paul look yeah, that up right out. now, as a matter of fact. Oh, the song uh, is called Foreplay, Long Time, Paul. Yes, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's, uh... I, was looking, I was looking up under the wrong title. So we're going to play a little bit of Don't Look Back in the background. I don't think Jesse can hear this, but Paul is looking up how many Grammys Boston has or has been nominated for. Because suddenly the criteria for Hall of Fame is just Grammy, Grammy wins. I'm just saying, to have the most, that's just... Don't Look Back is uh, a quintessential Boston song. Don't think they have any. I think they lost for Best New Artist in 77? More Than a Feeling is what is being played right now, for those of you listening. Great beginning drum solo. So no Grammys for Boston? I'm, I'm looking to verify that. It's hard to say because Boston, Boston Orchestra keeps interfering in the search results. But what I've been able to pull up so far... I don't think Eddie Cochran has any Grammys. No. <laughs> were they? They don't think they were doing Grammys back then. I, I, maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. Uh, by the way, the song uh, by Boston Foreplay, Long Time, is seven minutes and forty-five seconds long. We forgot about time. this one when we were talking about some of the longest songs in rock. So Boston had a blockbuster 1976 debut album that got a nomination, but they lost to the Starland Vocal Band. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would say, fuck you. I don't want any more nominations either if I lost to the Afternoon the, Delight people. Yeah, Afternoon oh Delight. Oh, my God. Gonna find my baby. Gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some Afternoon They beat Boston. <sighs> That's disgusting. <laughs> so, Ron, do you know what love is? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I've made love to a girl in a Burger King bathroom once. No, I don't, I don't think that's love. You know, Skinner doesn't have one either, so uh, I guess I wouldn't feel too bad. Credence, really? Wow. So I don't know if that's the criteria. The song that's being played right now is the only number one song by the group Boston. Which yet, is interesting. Yet they did have a number one song, which is one more than the Foo Fighters ever had. Well, and they had four top ten hits, which so they were popular, but just kind of in a couple of bursts. They had a late 70s surge and then a mid-80s surge, because this was 86. Well, this is how you sell records after your band has really kind of gone down. You put out a few ballads. And you know how the 80s was. Poison did it. Foreigner did it. They all did it. Yep. So they fell into it, too. Every time I hear this song, I always think of the episode of uh, Family Guy, where Stewie starts writing a song about Susie, Joe's daughter, and Brian walks in and goes, what are you doing? He's writing a song about uh, Susie. Uh, And Brian goes, oh, great. A song about a girl's name. He goes, that's how cliche. <laughs> so he goes, name 10. And he rattles <laughs> off like 10 like of them. 25, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, name 10 more. And he rattles off 10 more. Yeah, that's a funny scene. Boston also had a great song called, of all things, Rock and Roll Band. Great song. I loved Boston's sound. They had, they had a very unique sound. It was one of those bands where you, you heard it. You heard them start and you're like, that sounds like Boston. At least that's how I felt. It, yeah, it, it was instantly recognizable. Yeah, and, and it's not every band can do that without sounding like every song is the same. 
feeling satisfied. Not one of their biggest commercial hits, but one of my personal yeah, favorites. Peaked at 46, seven weeks on the chart. So almost, almost cracked almost the top, the top 40. 40, not quite. Almost cracked the top 40. Foo Fighters know what that would be. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about ballads, I have to mention one more thing. Uh, the ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners has a fun story behind it from the Foo Fighters. It's on their Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace album. Mm. If you guys want to research this. Oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm clicking on the keyboard right now. I'm diving into this. Okay. In uh, in 05, I want to say 05, the Beaconsfield mine collapsed, and there were miners that were caught down in the mine for an extended amount of time. They asked, other than food and water, for an iPod filled with Foo Fighters music because it was (laughs) the one thing they could all agree on. When Dave when Dave Grohl found out about that, he wrote them a, uh, a song. It was a uh, dueling acoustic guitars, and it was on the Echo Silence Patience and Grace album. Found out about the story, got the miners. I think they went to the concert in Sydney, Australia, like backstage passes, all kinds of stuff. So that's just one more thing. Every yeah, time I hear a cool story it. about Dave Grohl, I hear another cool story about Dave Grohl. So it's called the Beacons Minefield Disaster. Beaconsfield. Beaconsfield Beaconsfield Mine Mine Collapse happened in uh, 2006. Here's Smokin'. Boston Smokin'. Great song. I dated a girl in high school, and if I got her in the back seat and popped in this 8-track, this was a panty dropper for her. It was on. I mean, she was like a a head-banging rock and roller. uh, I was just more into the banging part. She was in the head-banging part. So, yeah, we are getting rid of Eddie Cochran, ladies and gentlemen, and we're putting in Baston. Pronounced like that, Baston. So, uh, we're going to uh, re- reiterate uh, our caller Jesse's position, yes. and we're going to put it out to all, Let's of our, it. all of our listeners. Should we rescind? I am open to this for our, sure. Our, rescind our removal of the Foo Fighters and put them back in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame based on the testimony and the case brought before the court. Testify! Of Jesse B. Smith Esquire, <laughs> attorney at law. Oh my God, I was going to say, congratulations. Bum, bum, dun, 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 dun. Producer Dick Wolf. Well, I, I knew I knew for a fact when making this call, I knew that I was not going to change your mind, Rob. I knew that going in. You 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 were set, and I knew that. I just wanted to to give yeah, my case to case. the people yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and let them decide. I'll let the people decide. I, I ain't against it. I ain't against it at all. I think it's more interesting when you have uh, a, an artist where there is a case to be made against them, but there's a case to be made for them. It, it's almost too easy to say, Eddie Cochran, what, the, what is that? You know, that's just because he died and then move on. But when you have a group like the Foo Fighters where you can argue against s- some some tangible results, but then there are other tangible results things to point to like the sellouts and the, and the Grammys and the, so it, it's it's a it's a worthy debate I think and yeah. uh, I mean like I said just as far as you know worldwide uh, mm. they, they've they've toured and they've been touring for 20 years and they're and they're like I said Sydney they, they've toured in Asia right you know, it's just all all of these these places and and just to have the worldwide I think having global appeal had, can help can, you know, can only help for sure the Wembley argument Oasis packed Wembley. They just didn't have any longevity. Foo Fighters are still doing it. That's different. That, I, that's the that. thing is they probably would sell it out again. Whereas would Oasis? 
I don't, I don't I, think they could get I along with this. This probably just piles onto the Dave Grohl as a god thing. Right, but right. When, when he was touring and, and fell off stage and broke his leg, he finished the concert. With, with an EMT yeah. holding his leg in place. He finished the concert. Ow. And not only that, they finished out the tour and they made him a Game of Thrones-style throne <laughs> of guitars. And he played the rest of the tour <laughs> seated and still rocked out. That's a bit, how do they come up with that shit on the fly? Like, what are we going to do? He broke his leg. Oh, all right, we're going to make him a throne. There's going to be guitars everywhere. He doesn't have to move, but he can play. He's a king. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Axel, Axel Rose filled in for. Uh, oh God. For ACDC for. Uh, that must have been a disaster. Uh, Did he show up? Yeah, Scott. Um, Brian Johnson. Yeah, Brian Johnson. He filled in for Brian Johnson, and he had a broken leg, and he sat doing the lead singer of ACDC. To me, that's not the same as Dave Grohl doing it because he's the original guy. Right. But. Uh, all right, yes, we're about to move into our uh, Mount Rushmore segment. Thank you for your call. I will put it out on Facebook yes. tonight for sure. Tonight. And I'll have Paul tweet it out, so we'll see uh, if everybody's going to take your side on this. Um, our right. Mount Rushmore this week is non-gambling card games. Give us one. Uh, well, this goes back to my uh, college days. Uh, I'm going to go with Ring of Fire. I've never even heard of that. What is this? What Ring of Fire, is gentlemen, this is, is a drinking game. Ah, see. There we go. College. Should have thought about that. Now, now you take all the cards, and uh, you, you can probably guess this. You, you spread them out face down in a circle. People have their drinks, and they stand around, and everyone draws a card. Depending on what you draw, somebody or multiple people have to drink. And there, there is a, a, uh, a key or, or a, you know, uh, an atlas of some sort. There, It's uh, two. If you draw a two, you point to someone, and you say you. They have to drink. Three is me. You can probably guess what that is. Four, that's for whores. All the women drink. Five is Captain Dickhead. Captain Dickhead is where for until someone else draws a five, anytime you point to someone, they have to drink. Six is for dicks. All the men have to drink. Seven is for heaven. Everyone raises their hands in the air. Last one to do it has to drink. Eight is a date. You pick you and one other person. You guys have to drink at the same time. Nine is bust a rhyme. You start off by saying a word and you move to the left. Everyone has to rhyme it until someone can't. They have to drink. Ten is never have I ever. You put up three fingers. You go around the circle. You say never have I ever skinny dipped. Never have I ever done this. First person to have all three fingers down has to drink. Jack is categories. You say a category, fast food restaurants. It goes around. Whoever can't come up with one has to drink. Queen is questions. You look at someone, you say a question. They have to look at someone else and say a question. Until someone answers or can't come up with one, they have to drink. King is you make a rule. A rule might be you have to take off an article of clothing before you had a drink. That one makes it a lot of fun. And ace is waterfall, where everyone drinks, and then you can stop once the person to your right stops. Wow, that is a, uh, that's what I call a thorough explanation, explanation. of a non-gambling I think thing. I think I might even be able to explain it now if someone asked me. I've never heard of that. I've known this kid literally his entire either. life. I haven't either. I knew Flip Cup, and I wasn't even good at that. But that's not a card game. That's just disgusting ping pong. All right, well, welcome dirty, to uh, welcome beer. to the, uh, the the learning segment of uh, yes. of the show where we teach you about uh, drinking games. That's right. That's called Ring of Fire, y'all. 
Yeah, well, like I said, you really only gamble with, you know, the law after that, of course. But, <laughs> right. uh, Not an official gambling game, but if you try to drive home afterwards, it uh, technically it is. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, Jesse, thanks for the call. We will put that up on the, uh, on the Facebook uh, page this week. Paul's going to tweet it out. And uh, if you want to call in next week... We'll uh, we'll let you know uh, how yeah. well you, how well you made your case. Say hello whenever you want. You're always welcome. We got we got time here. Well, Solio, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always and, a pleasure, uh, Dad. I'll see you later. That's <laughs> <laughs> later. Oh wow, live callers. All right, we'll be back with uh, Mount Rushmore segment and uh, this week's hitch slap will be coming up uh, here as well. Hey everybody, Rob Smith here with the LST Podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880, and we'll get a booking, and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. Hey everyone, it's Solio from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person and they are so much better you feel the energy you really feel like you're part of something special sidesplitterscomedy.com you can get your tickets online you can pick out your seats online so you can sit wherever you want if you want to be in the back because you're afraid that's fine you can do that go to sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Categories and themes will be our Mount Rushmore. Today is uh, non-gambling card games. We just heard from our live caller, Jesse, about a game called Ring of Fire. It, it reminded me a lot of a drinking improv game. There's yes. a lot of improv in Yeah, which I, I, that aspect of it I like. You know, I, I've never been, not that I'm like, you know, You're not a prude, neither am I. We not just don't drink. We just really I, I don't, don't really drink, drink a lot, and I don't. I never liked drinking games, even when I was drinking a lot as as a twenty something. I just I kind of like to do it on my terms. If and, I thought a drinking game would get me to see some type of underwear, I was down. Well, I think it sounds like that was part of the goal, the yeah. king especially. Are you saying that men would possibly use alcohol in a nefarious way to see undergarments of the female of the gender? Oh. Never, ever, ever. Isn't that wait? Isn't that college? That's also a game. <laughs> I thought that never was called ever. college. Never, never have you ever. Yeah. Please let um, me see something. I'm desperate. 
So uh, this week's hitch slap. Uh, you have been slacking on your Carlin's I, corner. No, I have. I have you a, Carlin, a Carlin's yeah, corner. Okay, yeah, we'll, just, do, we'll do it right after this. Okay. Uh, hitch slap. If you are unfamiliar with that segment of our show, shame on you because uh, it's about Christopher Hitchens, one of the uh, greatest orators um, and uh, debators. He was a master debater, um, a, uh, a book critic, and uh, a. Someone who was just uh, amazing to listen to. Always would bash religion. This particular one is is self-explanatory. I'll go into a little bit more detail after it's done. So, uh, Chris, or excuse me, Christopher, take it away. Now, for there to be a fair test about this, you'd have to do the following. And no one I've ever debated with has even tried it. So you be the first. You find me a state or a society that threw off theocracy and threw off religion and said, we adopt the teachings of Lucretius and Democritus and Galileo and Spinoza and Darwin and Russell and Jefferson and Thomas Paine. And we make those what we teach our children. And we make that scientific and rational humanism our teaching. And you find me that state that did that and fell into tyranny and slavery and famine and torture. And then we'll be on a level playing field. As it is, all you've done is show that the idea of worship and the idea of credulity and the idea of servility and slavery to religion is a bad idea in the first place. There we go. Pretty self-explanatory right there. He just, and, and, and one of the things that people misunderstand about, about Christopher Hitchens is he never came out and said, you're an idiot for believing something. He right. would say... The what so, you're believing in, right? Is. What I think you, what I, what I, what you believe in, I think is stupid. But I'm not saying you're right. stupid. Right. And, the, and the point of that was, is you find a country where they've never had a religious theocracy who ran it, never had uh, a a uh, uh, royalty, kings and mm-hmm. queens, and heads of the state, Funny. heads of the church. Yeah. And and find find a country where people are are, are taught. Uh, and and so many, uh, you know, Democritus, uh, basically the father of democracy, the ancient Greek, and and Spinoza, and and Darwin, and even Thomas Jefferson and Thomas Paine, were not uh, theists. They yeah. were they were not they were anti-theists or atheists. Mm-hmm. They just you know, and and people oh well Thomas Jefferson is the one that put God in the no he didn't no he didn't he right. said there's a clear line between it, and just you do you, but your religion and your theocracy doesn't get put into my government to run my life and that's where your your abortion your abortion stuff you talked about earlier right. is that it's suddenly religious right suddenly now right yeah but what he's saying yeah he's saying he 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 longs for a country ruled by rational thought common sense science and and things that are proven and hum, humanitarianism you know and and it sounds like he's saying we don't have any examples of that. Right. Uh, everything we do have, the monarchies, the religious, you know, where there's religion built in, uh, and whether we're not supposed to here, but if anything, we're sliding further into a Christian theocracy in this country based on the judge and, you know, the Supreme Court. Uh, I, I know the majority does not want that, but that's what they're trying to impose, which makes it even worse. And, and those things historically make life worse for everybody underneath them. The weirdest part about it is right now the largest religious group in the United States are people none of the above. Agnostic or... or they're or none of the above. Yeah. They're, they're not declaring what their religious yeah. affiliation is. The largest group of, of voters are, are independents now. I, yeah. 
The problem is, is you've got these little groups, and I'm talking about the crazy right and the crazy left. Yeah, Let's not forget about the left. The yeah. crazy ass left, which doesn't represent you or me. Uh, do I lean closer to that way? Absolutely. If I have to pick, yeah. Because yeah, because democracy seems to be there, and listening to what people want as opposed to what's what I want. Yeah. I'm gonna say it one more time. Representatives should not be putting commercials up about what they believe in. Right. They should be putting a commercial out there and say, "I will do." What you want me to do? Yeah, those I'm days supposed are long to be over. your representative. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, you've been slacking on Carlin. So uh, tell us about the uh, Carlin clip you got just, for this just week. A, just a, a minute-long clip. Calling Carlin, uh, kill for God is, is the name of the clip, and just another, <laughs> just another shot at religion. So let me uh, get as cute up here. But you know, the longer you listen to this abortion debate, the more you hear this phrase "sanctity of life." You've heard that sanctity of life. You believe in it personally? I think it's a bunch of shit. Well, I mean, life is sacred? Who said so? God? Hey, if you read history, you realize that God is one of the leading causes of death. Has been for thousands of years. Hindus, Muslims, Jews, Christians, all taking turns killing each other because God told them it was a good idea. The sword of God, the blood of the lamb, vengeance is mine. Millions of dead motherfuckers. Millions of dead motherfuckers, all because they gave the wrong answer to the God question. You believe in God? No. <laughs> dead. You believe in God? Yes. You believe in my God? No. <laughs> dead. My God has a bigger dick than your God. you got to love George. So it's so relevant. You know, one of the things that stands out to me is uh, Chris Rock had sort of a poignant observation once. He just said, essentially, comedy rots. You know, you have to keep writing. Comedy rots. The, 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 it gets stale. It gets old and out of date. But here's an example of the opposite, where it has aged like wine. And it is so relevant now because they're, they're pushing this agenda so, so much. Whereas it wasn't quite as blatant and extreme growing up so it's it's more relevant now and i and i love being able to pull up a 30 year old 25 year old clip and and it you wouldn't even know when he said it because it's it means so do, much do you know do you know in the bible god acknowledges the egyptian gods just another i is i am more powerful than all the gods of egypt i last i checked he was it Right. He didn't recognize anybody else. Not even like God light, half the calories of a regular Jesus. Right. Not, it's just, I am God. That's it. Never even you know, acknowledged any other gods. Right. But over the years, it's over the history that we know, there's been like 10,000 gods. Yeah. I mean, I love when someone says, well, I'm not an atheist. I believe in Zeus? No. Well, you're an atheist for Zeus. Ish. Yeah. For Thor. <laughs> or Krishna. You know. All of them. Yeah. So, good old Hitch and uh, and Carlin. Like you said, man, it, it, his stuff just never goes out of style. And I'm thankful because he won't be able to produce any more stuff. Anything he has had to say over the years that is relevant to what's going on, I'm, I'm, it's like a treasure trove. Uh, and uh, so I love it. Even a minute's worth is useful information and, and yeah. relevant. So. And, and, and in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Except for the next four commandments have have indoctrinations to kill uh-huh. if something doesn't happen. Right. So do not kill. Do not kill. Unless. Comma. <laughs> do not kill. Asterisk. Yeah. Unless. Price. Semicolon. Perhaps. Prices and participation may vary. 
<clears throat> All right, so this week's uh, Mount Rushmore non-gambling card games. Uh, the Ring of Fire is interesting. I, I will. I will. I say guess you're that. gambling with that you that you're going to keep all your clothes in, in yeah. a way. And, and hard to believe, you know, someone who went to college would know about a drinking game. <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to avoid the drinking game uh, card games here. I get the first one. Sure. You ready? I guarantee you, Paul. I, I I will bet you all the money in this pocket right here. There's some fitties in here. Okay. Some fitties. War. You know, I have seen War at a casino. I have played it. Wait a second. Are you Absolutely. talking about Vegas Vacation? That doesn't count because they had a bunch of made-up nope, games. I played in Vegas War vacation. in a Vegas casino before. But is it a gambling game? Yes. No, I'm saying is War a gambling game, or could you play it at a at? Because you, you could you could play some of these other games we're talking. about. You could gamble if you wanted to. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You could make any card game a gamble. But I'm game. saying when you were seven, you no, played no, this game with I didn't. No, when I when I played it as a kid, I definitely it wasn't a gambling game. It wasn't until I was an adult that said you can gamble on war. Yeah, so um, war, I didn't know that. for those of you, again, raised in a cave by wolves, war is you take a standard 52-card deck, you divide it up, and then you just turn over cards. Whoever has the highest card wins both the cards. You pull them over to your side. If you tie, that's called war. Mm -hmm. What we did is you laid down three cards, three cards face, down, face down, and then turned the next one over. Mm -hmm. And then you would win all those cards. Yes. Now, there is a caveat to this. When you played war growing up, did you divide the aces? I think we straight up shuffled and, and divided the deck. I don't think we divided okay. the aces. Because I, I, I played war that exact same way. I played war the exact we same way. We kind of left it up to complete we just, we chance. We basically left it, left it up to chance at that point. You know, someone and, might get four aces, but it's unlikely. But if it happens, good for you. But I was, uh, I was uh, dating a girl named uh, Beth in high school. And, um, again, I'm, you know, 17, 18 years old. My dick gets hard when the wind blows. Doing my everything, everything I can to to find out what kind of underwear this girl's wearing, uh, and she was a redhead. Should have scared me away. I should have ran. You probably didn't know yet, though. Door. You didn't know yet. Yeah, because I. I mean, I, we don't know. I mean, I saw Ann Margaret. I'm thinking, oh, it's a redhead. Got to be amazing. Crazy as fuck. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, she's like, her her little brother came in the room, and said, Hey, would you want to play war? And I'm thinking. Okay, if I schmooze up the little brother here, maybe I'll find out if it's something exotic, maybe yeah. something lacy. So I'm playing, mm -hmm. and so he's going through, and, they, and he pulled out two aces and two aces and gave me two, and he kept two. I thought, I said, what are you doing that for? He was well, because that's what makes it fair. Everybody's got two aces. Yeah. That was interesting. So interesting. I always ask people, when you play yeah. war, how did you do I, it? I've never seen that. I didn't do it that way. I, I get that because it's basically saying we're each going to get a chance to have a, a card that's unbeatable. We'll each have it and we'll even have a chance to match, it, to match it. You know, ace versus ace. It's unlikely, but it can happen. So I've never heard that rule. I think it's pretty sportsmanlike. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah sportsman you know me. I'm all about sportsmanlike. So, so war would be my first one. we got to carve that into the Mount Rushmore, big giant. Childhood game. innocent games that they didn't corrupt until much later on. So yes. as far as we knew, as kids, there's no gambling. Exactly. On that note, on that note do you have any sixes? You know, Paul, I don't. Go fish. That would be my second that choice. Was actually, the second one on my list was Go Fit. Um, yeah, and, and again, there may be a way to turn that into a drinking card game with gambling. There probably is. Yeah, well, but, do you have any sixes? No, take a drink. Yeah, exactly. So you just, you could make or it. Or Jesse and his friends would go, take a drink, tell me a story, take off an article of clothing. Yes, all in one shot. Or you could just take off all your clothes. We'll just skip the drinking game. Um, so that would be uh, the first thing that popped into my head. Um, by the way, I only played strip poker one time in my life. One time in my life, and I swear to you, 
got down to my tidy whities before the game ended. <sighs> so you were, you guys were in it to win it. Like mm-hmm. this was full on. I can, I'm going to tell you something right now. When you are embarrassed, no matter how hot the two girls were at that table. Yeah. I couldn't have got a hard on if my right. life depended on it. Yeah, it's that. like that that kind of flushed and, and it... I mean, I had an any at that point. Yeah. My shit was going inside. I did not want, you know, I did not want to... And, and my friend across the way, Todd, bare ass. Yeah. I he think left his socks on. Cause he was one sock? He was going to his socks off. Okay. He took his underwear off before he took his socks off because mm. Billy Burns' basement was nasty. Oh, boy. But there it was. Right there. Bird ne- Bird's know, nest. Bird's nest in the chair right next to me. People think the adult film stars don't have a difficult job. You try and and, and, yeah. and stay ready to go. Yeah, drop your pants and be ready to go uh-huh. in, in five seconds. With lighting, a camera, and, and chicks going there well. What do you got? What are yeah. you packing? Yeah, no fluffer. Yeah. So uh, go fish. Yes, go fish. Uh, did you ever play that with multiple people, like three or four people? I don't think I ever did. It Most of the time it's always back back. two. Like, yeah, one-on-one sort yeah. of. What do you have? What do you have? It'd probably be better with It was kind of like a card game version of Battleship. A little bit. If you think about it. You know, you just kind of randomly... sixes? No. Oh, you stole my Battleship. If you do, here, take it. Take all of them. Take as many as you want. So, uh, what else What else is is there? Non... Oh, I got got plenty. I have, I have. You ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. Rummy. Rummy. Whether it's Gen Rummy. Gen Rummy. Uh, not gin rummy or just straight up rummy god I haven't played in years that was always to me that was a grandma game then then grandma would get everyone involved like the moms and dad. everyone would just sit around and play rummy I've forgotten how although I used to play it all the time and uh, so it's that's kind of funny to hear it yeah cause rummy is you, you're looking for uh, three it's, three of a kind suits suits three of a kind yeah. or straights Right, it's like mini poker in a way, yeah. and that, and then you can. And gin rummy, you can't lay your entire hand down until you have matches for everything. You lay your cards down all at one time. That's gin. I have gin. In wow! Re- so the entire deck, in re- not just, just like in your your hand. So once you have all, like three of a kind, a straight, yes, four 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 hearts, then you can lay you go gin. But and you then, can't just get like you know. Three three eights and lay it down and keep the, what no, you that's have. That's standard. That's rummy. regular rummy. That's regular rummy. That's that must be what I played. Yeah, then. Standard rummy or regular rummy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gen rummy was always a game that my aunt always wanted to play with me. My crazy aunt. It's it's a it's a lady game. Because everybody had a normal aunt. Like oh yeah, the aunt that you didn't want to go to her house, and then you had the other aunt that you wanted to go to her house because <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'd say Rummy is up. My there. aunt Lily would let me eat three day old pizza out of a cardboard box, and my mom would just my mom would have shit herself. Yeah, I've had pizza left out. Is there anything on it that looks like doesn't belong? It's I would fine. go, no, it's just it's good. It's fine. Yeah, I've eaten pizza left out overnight. It's just just cold pizza. By the way, if you get sick with botulism, you're sick for about two weeks. Just Whoops. throwing that out there. All right, well, I don't think I caught it from the pizza, but anyway, botulism. Look that up. So yeah, uh, Rummy. Rummy's got to right. be uh, got to be up there as far as a very very popular game. I haven't met anybody who doesn't know how to play some form mm-hmm. of Rummy. I'd imagine those people also do not know Foo Fighter songs. They probably don't. No, that that demographic doesn't seem. Hey, Jess, if you're still listening, boom, that was for you. So I have these. I guess we got the, some honorable mentions coming up here. You yeah. might have, you might have the one that closes the deal. I'm not we'll sure. I, you know, again, I think I don't know if this is this was that common when I was in college. Uh, one of the, this was sort of an either or game. You, you, they're, they're two different games, but they're kind of similar. 
and just opposite. Hearts or Spades is a game we used to play a lot in college. I wasn't very good at either, um, but I know one is more about uh, collecting, the other is about subtracting, and, and I, I think that's the, the main distinction. Um, I never remember any betting going on. I just remember all my engineer friends would wipe the floor with me, and I, I never beat any of them because all my friends were smarter than me and good at cards. Um, so, But I don't know. I never really played it outside of college, so I'm not sure how big of a game that is. Spades is, uh, is a popular game in prison. I would figure. Spades is a very, for, from the movie uh, Boys in the Hood. Okay. You see, they Ice, probably Ice gamble Cube, on Spades. Ice Cube is playing Donald. Hey, man, let's break out some, some Spades, motherfucker. Oh, they start dropping spades. Yeah. Know? The guy's sucking on the little uh, little pacifier over there. You know. Got to do something to kill the time. Hey, dough boy, you got big man. Nothing to do with get three hots and a cot and work out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, spades. Uh, I am familiar with it, know how to play it. Um, but I probably, if, if somebody came up to me right now and said, you'd have to play in a tournament tonight, I'd probably have to get schooled a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, a, yeah, it's about... You know, you got to know when to get rid of your bad cards and when to kind of hold and value. And I just so you're saying you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. Never so, count your money while you're sitting at the table because there's time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, here we go. Welcome, Kenny Rogers. Great, great uh, fried chicken. I got one here. Euchre. Euchre. I've never played euchre, but I'm familiar with it, and I know there's a Bob named Euchre. So. Um, how does you how does euchre work? Euchre is uh, similar to spades, okay. Uh, except the two highest cards, and you only play with nines and up in the deck. Okay, nines and really? higher, nines, tens, and face cards. So you take eights below you, you remove them yep. all together. Those are gone. Everybody's dealt five cards, and then there's three cards laid down, and then one card is turned over. That is the optional Trump card. Okay. Before Donald Trump, you could say Trump. Before you ruin that word. Something kind of good. The top two cards are the two jacks of whatever color. So if somebody says hearts is Trump's, the jack of hearts is the top card, the jack of diamonds is the second highest, and then it goes ace, king, queen, ten, nine. Okay. And you each throw out a card, and then a heart would be the Trump. A heart would overtake any other thing. But you also have to follow suit. So if the person next to you throws out the the jack of clubs, if hearts is trumps, jack of clubs is really means nothing. But if you have a club, you have to play it. Okay. So if you play the king of clubs, and let's say somebody else, your partner, because it's a partner's game. Okay. Your partner has a club. He sees that you've already got it. He throws out the ten. Next person throws out nine. You guys win that hand. And you play okay. five hands. And if you get three out of the five, you get your points. Okay. The other team gets more. Let's say you call it hearts, and they get more than you do. You've been Euchred. You could, you've been euchred. You've been euchred. It's spelled E-U-C-H-R-E. Yeah, that is, I would say that is a great spelling bee term. Yeah, because I would spell it Y-O-O-K-E-R, euchre. I think that's the best way to remember it and the, yeah. ba- the way to pronounce it properly. Uh, it is a very popular game in the Midwest. Very popular. When I was growing up, uh, winters in Indiana... Nothing to do on a Saturday night. Right. So my brother and sister-in-law would come over, me and my first wife, and we'd play euchre. Me and my mom, we played euchre with neighborhood kids and stuff. But i got to tell you a funny story. So my brother and I uh, are very competitive. But if you put us on the same team in anything, okay, we're damn near impossible to beat. So where we're sitting in the studio, you're sitting there. My brother would sit there. 
where I would sit there and our wives would sit in these spots here across from us. Now, what's behind over there is a big, giant sliding glass door. Okay. So, my, me and my brother would always sit in our lucky seats. So, he would sit there and hold up his cards. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of glance over and say, okay, he's got a lot of black. Okay, cool. Uh, let's make a clubs trumps. He'd go, there we go. Good job. We beat our wives every Saturday night for damn near a year. Now you're on a list. If you isolate it, it sounds horrible. You just never figured it out. Well, you probably didn't. Then, they, know, started, about then they started accusing us of giving each other signs. I, she, oh, you rubbed your ring. That means diamond. Or you scratched at your heart. That means heart. It's actually, they should have done that themselves. They would have. They would have created their own hand yeah. signals. What they didn't realize is they gave us ideas. Yeah. Like thanks. Yeah. I would look over at my brother, and say, uh, uh, "Listen, did you? Uh, did that guy come by about those tires?" He goes, "You mean Neil?" I say, "Yeah. Did Neil come by about the tires?" Yeah. It was Neil Diamond. Right. It was, you know, and how, how hard was it to work in a, a, a Huey Lewis song, Harder Rock and Roll? It was not hard at all. Not even remotely close. Right. Not hard at all. So, I would say Euchre is certainly a non-gambling card game. Sure. Uh, I have another mention that it's not a game I've ever played, but I know that it's it's got to be I'm going to say it with you. Three, two, one. Bridge. 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 I says cribbage, but bridge. Cribbage. bridge. I love cribbage. Yeah. Cribbage and Bridge. I didn't even get to Bridge yet, but yeah, that, that would be up there, too. Now we yeah, got... Bridge and Cribbage are high society, highfalutin, nose up in the air kind of Anytime games. you have a possibly a board involved, then all of a sudden things just yeah. got serious. Yeah, a little, little, little pegboard of some, some sort. And, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, cribbage is, uh, is definitely one of my favorite games. It's hard to find somebody who knows how to play them. Yeah. So it's I don't one of those it. dying games because it's like a little... And, like, Bridge is an old lady game. Let's just call it what it is. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just an old lady game. Um, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's worth mentioning, bridge and uh, and cribbage, uh, but I wouldn't say it would be on the top four. Um, and kind of like you know, kind of like the Foo Fighters. You ask hundred people, you know how to play cribbage? I bet you five know how to play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't I know like anybody it, personally, but, but but I like it. But it's hard to find somebody who knows how to yeah. play. Yeah, it's true. It's like backgammon. I know that's not that's a dice game, not a card game, but I don't know anyone who really truly knows how to play backgammon. Although everyone knows backgammon and seen backgammon boards. And... Backgammon is uh, is the board and baccarat is is the game at casinos that people. Oh, you play baccarat? That's another. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's that's where all the high rollers are. Interesting baccarat. Yeah, Bert, Bert baccarat. That's what I play. Baccarat. I uh, got one more. Pinochle. Pinochle. I forgot about. Pinochle. Another, another weird, another euchre type spelling. Yeah, it, it's Pinochle. 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 Good idea. You want to play some Pinochle? <laughs> uh, maybe some Cribbage. Or some Crybage. Uh, yeah, Pinochle. A uh, very popular game um, in uh, Europe. Very popular mm-hmm. game. Uh, Bavarian, German, uh, Swiss, Austrian. So those, the Europeans Poland. dig it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like euchre and spades on crack. Oh boy, this sounds it's, like it's really, really a a complicated game. Um, and uh, yeah. I already struggle with spades, so if I have to learn euchre and learn how it works, then combine the two, 
I feel like there's a reason this game has has gotten. Yeah, it's the type, it's the type of game you play every week because you want to get you, you know, right. You want to keep yourself abreast of what's the going on. The chess of cards. The chess of cards, I guess, will. would be one way of, of looking at it. Absolutely. If you really want to get good, you're gonna have to really bury yourself into this. Otherwise, you're just gonna top out at gin rummy, and that's gonna be yeah. So I, I definitely war go fish and rummy. I think for sure. Probably the first three, and then then we got to decide of the remaining. Is, it, is, it, is Solitaire. Oh. Ah, that's a wild card. That's it's, a card game. Is, is it a card game, though? For one person, but uh, still a game. I think it's got to be there. I, mean, I didn't even I think of that. I didn't put it on the list because it's something you can do by yourself. That's true, but in a way that makes it even more common because you don't need... It's the masturbation of card games. You don't need a partner to play Solitaire. And... Now that you mention it, to me, that's more recognizable and well-known than, say, or, or rules-wise, than Euchre and Cribbage and Bridge, even though everyone's familiar with those games. It's a sub, certain subset that knows the rules of those games. Most people, probably, even my grandma still plays Solitaire sometimes. She's 99. So that's one of the few few games that I think is true. Are you going to be able to get uh, Grandma Solio to call into the podcast? I don't think so. She doesn't She's remember. Ninety-nine years old. She calls about five or six. My mom five or six times in in an hour. So, uh, oh, did I already call? It's getting it's getting to be that point. So, I don't I know. Think she, I think she'd be a blast if she could only hear those years. Those oh, hearing what exactly? Yeah, there would be a lot of that. Huh? Hi, doll. So solitaire, war, go fish, and rummy. I think have got to be the final four. I think that's it. The final four of uh, non-gambling card the, games. None of the honorable mentions. Would 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 move the meter for me to, 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 to place them instead of something else that not off the top of my head. So we'll see if anyone else disagrees. But. Well, cool, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the program. This was uh, Season 7, Episode 9. We want to thank our live call-in uh, person, uh, Jesse, for coming in and spending some time with us and Indeed. making his case. We will... Uh, we will put that up on the Facebook Take page. Take it under advisement. And uh, Paul's going to tweet it out and see what see if we can get some Foo Fighter fans. You can say that three times fast. To join in, Paul. Where else can they uh, find out more about us? Go to uh, if you if you're on the Facebook Metaverse, Lighter Side of Dark, uh, LSD Podcast. Either of those will bring us up. Um, go to the website if you want, lightersideofdark.com, Twitter, and Instagram at Lighter Side Dark. That's all one word, all lowercase. We got rid of Eddie Cochran, not because we did dislike him as a person, but two songs is not enough to be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though his chartered Foo Fighters. Um, and we're bringing in Boston, because Amanda shouldn't look back. It's more than a feeling. I know. It's been a long time, so That's I think true. it's... <laughs> I like the way you worked that in. It's, yeah, they're smoking, as far There's as I'm no concerned. No doubt about that. Well, they are a rock and roll band. They are. And now they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, according to us. Anyway, uh, next week, uh, we will uh, we'll tease you about who our uh, Hall of Shame is going to be, because we might have to be putting the Foo Fighters back in. We'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, next week's, um, I figure, will be the top four Mount Rushmore of muscle cars. Okay. Actual cars designed. We're going to go from mid-60s to mid-70s, we're going to go 65 to 75, let's say. Okay. Muscle cars. Cars, American-made cars built purely for speed. Okay. All right. That's going to be our Mount Rushmore for next week. 
thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Paul, it's been a pleasure working with me. Oh, it has, hasn't it? And we will see everybody uh, next week for episode ten, and then we'll be uh, we'll be taking a break during the month of uh, of October to get our wits. Maybe I can get my foot healed during that time period. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony, original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate your following our show.